This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we're doing Life CEO Part 2. We felt like we left you all hanging with the first one. Uh, so we just want to make sure that that in following up to Life CEO, we made sure that we had this Part 2 coming at you. Um, so today, yeah, we jumping right in and we're talking about Life CEO and BJ. Like, you know, tell me, talk to me, man. What, what's happening with this, this Life CEO Part 2 situation? Everybody is on the entrepreneur train and mm-hmm. talking about how they want to you know, have passive income and be their own mm-hmm. boss. And mm-hmm. they don't want to work on uh, uh, certain fields anymore, <laughs> right? And, right. you know, I think it's important that we talk about, you know, some of the reality that comes along with being your own boss. And if you really want to start taking control of your life, being a CEO is really what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to become maybe not the CEO of a company, but the CEO of your own life. And so we want to give you that game for you to know even some of the practical things and practical places where you can start becoming more in control of your own life and begin to do the things you desire. Yeah, is that an accurate description, JP? You did all right, man. You did all right. One take. That was one take. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was good, man. Thank you. Thank you. sounded like a Thank real you. professional. Thank you. I try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, so we're going to switch it up. Usually I get to embarrass myself first. But, you know, BJ has been so gracious to open us up with an illustration of his own that, you know, allows us to uh, get a few chuckles in or sad face emojis or serious face emojis. I don't know which direction this is going to go in, man. But, you know, let me let me hear something for the first time. Let me hear it. Yeah, you know, usually my my stuff is usually pretty lighthearted. Oh. You have the serious <laughs> okay. opening. If it's not sports related, bro, like your choice is like really serious. Okay. And because I was going back and listening to replay, and I was uh, listening to some of your illustrations, and I chuckled a little bit, and you snapped on me. Hey man, listen, you know, listen, you have to let me finish first, but you just start laughing at me, bro. Like I, you know, what I'm saying I'm in, bro, I'm in my feelings. No, I let you finish. I'm drinking. I'm drinking out here. <laughs> no. You gotta let you gotta let me finish, bro. Right, bro. <laughs> Yo, you like me? I was like, yo, I need to not laugh. I'm going to start muting my mic when I start losing control. So moving forward anyway, um, by way of illustration of like CEO, um, you know, we always hear culturally about the difference between men and women, right? And, you know, we're growing up in a time and day where people say there is no difference at all. Well, there's no place that's more obvious that there's a difference than a college dorm room, right? So... JP, uh, you ever been to the freshman dorm room and seen the difference between the men's kind of dormitories versus the women's? Have you ever seen that? Not trying to be gender discriminatory. Have you ever seen? I have. I have seen the the 
the real difference. <laughs> there is a real difference there. There historically, I don't know if things are different now, but historically in my day, there was a real. No, difference. no, 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 no. no. I, that I was working. I work with college students. Yeah. No, it's it's not different okay. at all. And so you'll go in and you'll just see it. Like I mean, there's like men have the bare minimum. Like I can name on my hand the many times I've gone into a dorm room and there's been decoration. There's been soap in a dispenser. <laughs> there's been any of these different things. Like. It's a serious thing. And so I, I remember just growing up in undergrad, you know, struggling college student at the University of North Texas. We ended up getting an apartment off campus because, you know, eventually, you know, you feel like you've grown and the money that you're spending on campus is not worthy, especially when you can get more, more room, space uh, and freedom by living off campus in your own apartment. So some friends and I, um, moved into an apartment complex for the first time, my first time ever living in an apartment uh, with a dorm. And I'll never forget this. You know, we had about four roommates, I think, in a two-bedroom house. You know, we, uh, we we made it work. And, you know, for us, a lot of the things were just normal. Like, we would just show up. We didn't know who was going to wash dishes that night. So sometimes dishes was just piled up um, for weeks for days and then weeks at a time. Um, and, and we would just do the bare minimum, right? Well, then I started dating my uh, now wife, then girlfriend. And she and other um, ladies would come over and visit us, bro. And I'll tell you this, man, I, I, I didn't notice um, how different it was until I would hear her little comments that she would come into the house. Right, like, ooh, like, mm. And I was like, what, what's <laughs> ooh mean? What, is, what does that mean, right? And one day, and this is a true story, JP, mm. I come back home from a trip and my room is clean. Mm. I mean, it's like vacuumed and it's like swept and it smells good. And I'm just in shock. I'm like, yo, who, who broke in <laughs> and put Febreze <laughs> In my joint, yeah. right? And and what I realized in that moment was, you know, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, you know, her surprise to me was making sure that my room was like tangibly clean in a way um, that anybody coming in could experience life. And I, and I realized this, the next time my room was clean like that, it was because she had made another visit, right? And... And I think this brings us to our talk today, right? There was a moment where, when I was not being the CEO of my life, that the only time it was clean, that, that I had a room that, you know, was above the, the standards of uh, the male dorm was when someone else had to intervene. Someone else had to do the work. And I look at it now and I go, that's it. That's me refusing to be my life CEO, Right. Uh, JP, what are some moments in your life when you go, man, I, I just lack some CEO initiative in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think? What's some times when you lack CEO initiative? The biggest thing, I always say the biggest thing, I have all these like the biggest things, right? You do. Right. Always the biggest. Uh, but yeah, yeah, for this <laughs> one, it's a uh, interesting parallel um, to like old CEO stuff, right? So, when I was okay. younger, um, I won't say what age, I found myself, I don't know, something about like hood girls that was just attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not necessarily just like 
Like gold teeth? Like I mean, gold teeth? Not like necessarily what? gold teeth, but I, I think I did date one with a gold one one time. I think she might have had a gold one. Um, just like one, like a cap somewhere like on the, the tooth next to the big the, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. that one right there in between the dog tooth and the big in the big tooth, the big front one. That one right just right there. It's called a that canine, brother, bro. In between the big Go tooth ahead. and the canine, that little that little tooth at the top, that one right there. Um it's a little cap on it. It was it was cute. But just kind of like 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 hood girls that was like feisty, might pipe up at the right or wrong time, uh, ready to fight, might hold the gun for you. You know what I mean? Like it was just like a certain like aura about them, like bratish kind of. Remember Brat when she first came out, she kind of had that persona, like you know, what I'm saying? the bandana oh, I mean, with the bandana, the above, baggy pants. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like Aaliyah or or the Brat at a point in time. Like okay, like which way, which direction we going in? You know what I'm saying? Is that does that make sense to you? The, the type of women that I that I was kind of <laughs> it does. There's a lot of jokes. Now there's a lot of jokes that come along with it. But yes, can, yes, can it does you, make sense. It, one moment, yeah, I? got it. Tomboy, okay, I am. Go ahead. All right. So there's a level <laughs> of tomboy. So there's the the you know the cute, sophisticated, like you know, sexy esque tomboy. Then there's just the one that might fight you because she want to see how tough you are before she dates you. Exactly so right. what came with that particular this particular type of girl that I uh, was attracted to was minimal investment as well as minimal requirement of me to be a certain type of dude, right? It was easy for me. So, what you mean? You, it yeah. was minimal so investment. So minimal investment in terms of like, what do I have to do in order to be with you, to show you that I care about you, to um, do things for you that are nice, to do I have to spend money on you? Do I have to spend a lot of time with you? You know, what mm. what do what do I have to lose or or gain? I guess it's been how you look at it of myself in order to to actually have you on my arm. Right. Um, does that make sense? Not does. And then the other end of it is just like, what do I have to what are your expectations of me? Like it's it's easy to be a knight in shiny armor when she what there's a song this is guy, Show Baraka says, uh, life's a slam dunk when you have low goals. So <laughs> it's a slam dunk. It's easy. When the goal is low, you, you all over the place. 360s, you know what I'm saying? You're from the free throw line, it's easy. So, so, you know, for me, some of the women, it was just like, all right, she don't expect much from men and she don't expect much from me. So I don't really have to be about too much. You know, I could be sloppy. I could be lazy late. I could, you know what I'm saying? Not really, you know, try to sweep her off her feet. We sne- Like I used to sneak into movies with girls. You know what I mean? Like at least I could pay for the movie, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just pay for the movie. But I, I like the girls that. But hold on, was this was this when it, when it nah, went was up? No, way before that. Yeah, this is like this way before, before that. Oh, bro, the girls like used to think it was an adventure, man. We sneak in <laughs> girls in the back door, or somebody open up the side door. We go in there and just blah. Uh, they used to love it, bro. Like I don't know what was so exciting about sneaking into the movies, man. But like these girls used to love that. Not, not paying, paying for, it. for it. <laughs> I'm like, you should be like feeling disrespected. Like, no, ladies, if you are currently dating some man. And he doesn't pay for you to get into the movie theater. <laughs> JP, why are you doing this to the brothers? Why are you doing this to the man right now? Sneaking and watch the girls into the saying, man. You going to the drive through, he got you in the trunk. Like, hey, no, no, you get to sit up front. Y'all ride in, you got to pay that extra eight fifty or whatever it is. So y'all can see that drive in movie, man. Go right? ahead. So, Go so ahead. what I'm saying is Go ahead, JP. Go um, ahead. like one of the best stories, and I'll make it really brief. This girl I was dating. Uh, I didn't want to spend no money on her. She told me to come over, but the only way I could come over is I brought her some food. So I was like, man, I ain't finna buy this girl nothing. So what I did was I took one of those brown paper bags that I had because I used to take my lunch to school in high school. Um, I had a brown paper bag. I ripped a hole in the bottom of it 
and it was kind of raining outside. And so when I got to our house, I was like, man, I had your burrito, but it was wet outside and it felt. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, bro, you didn't fake Chipotle falling at the bottom. I did, bro. I did. Oh, I did. my God. I never knew these stories go. Bro, I never know where these stories don't go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So you went to her house with, listen, what's now known as a Chipotle bag. And, bro, you faked the burrito falling at the bottom. Who, why didn't you pick what it up? I was say, like, man, bro? it hit the ground and exploded, man. It just it just is all over the place, man. Wow. Uh, and I had to pretend like I spent all my money. It was my last money. And I was just like, oh, and she she probably really didn't care. She really wanted wow. that burrito, like, because her first reaction was like, "What? Why didn't you pick it up?" I was like, "Oh man, I had to think on my feet. I had to be quick. I had to think quick." So hey, man. So I'm just saying. So that's where I was at with things. And so you know that went over. You know, kicked it, whatever, whatever. But it was just like stuff like that that I would do very often for these uh, these women I would date, and they were fine with accepting shenanigans like that, right? And it was, you know, it's funny now. It makes me laugh without when I think about these things. But I'm like, I wonder how how their lives turned up, you know, later on in life. Like, did they continue to accept, you know, dudes that were trifling like me? Um, and and then on the other end, again, mm. with the the minimal investment, um, just in, not minimal investment, just in terms of, like, what they expected from me, I, I just found myself dating girls that were, like, just excited that I was going to college or just excited that I was in college or just excited that I had a college degree. And still, it was, like, me not really invested, me still not caring, me still sneaking into the movies as an adult. But it was easy for me to spot out or to to weed out those that wanted me to do more in life, that want, that required more of me. And so I say all that in contrast to my wife. Before we uh, even became a couple, like Facebook official, um, I was like, hey, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're kicking it for a while. Da, da, da. Let's, let's, let's make this official. And she was like, uh, I don't know about that. Let's, let's, let's reconvene in about a week and then we can discuss this further. So I was like, all right. So then when we finally met, she had like an eight-page letter, bro, like of all these requests, all these concerns. My wife, bro, like Ooh, before we were even officially a couple, she had eight-page letter of concerns. Like I look at the papers, like bold points, it's bullet points, it's like like font changes. It's like, I'm like, oh man, what the heck is going on? So old JP would have like, nah, bro, like you doing too much. But then I sat there and I listened to her and I hear what she had to say and I, I heard her critiques and the things that she was concerned about. And I was like, man, these are some valid things. If a woman is is, is looking at potentially spending her the rest wow. of her life with me, let me hear these things out and let me address these things properly. And let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's move in that direction. And so I said all that to say that my life as a parallel to how I dated and how I chose people to date was like, I settled for being a lesser version of myself. I settled for being a dude that had some goals, reach them, don't reach them, whatever the case may be, it's cool. As long as I got enough money to buy that motorcycle, as long as I got enough money to take these trips, as long as I could do whatever, I was content with just living and just doing and not really just pressing myself and, and pushing mm-hmm. past uh, things that were difficult. And not, it was easy to give up. It was easy to, 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 to just bounce or just go to do these different things. And not until I got a woman in my life that was like, no, I expect more from you and I want more from you and you need to do more and you can't just settle and you can't just do this and can't just be that. I was like, oh, shoot, like this is a, a whole new ballgame right now. You know what I mean? So it's again with me, it's just like, you know, everything parallel. So how I was in dating, how I treated women, how I looked at, you know, my outlook on what, women should expect from me and what I was willing to do for them. It was the same way in my life, man. And I was, I was, I wasn't definitely was not where I am now. And I definitely didn't have the drive that I should had, um, should have had or needed in order to be a life CEO. 
Sheesh. Yeah, I can. My time of taking, not taking CEO initiative. This is good. You you talk about how being with the opposite sex or being in a romantic relationship just reveal a lot. I thought my room was clean, bro. <laughs> um, when she came and cleaned it up, I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's bad when you can't find your stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's bad when you can't find your stuff. Your stuff in your room, you can't find. That's how you know somebody right, done cleaned right, up right. your house, right? Right. Um, but but I, as I'm processing, you know, when I fail to take CEO initiative, and I kind of make this brief. You know, we grew up uh, in the '80s in in the nineties. And, you know, in the community that I grew up in, you know, what was primary was survival. Um, it wasn't any other luxury thing. And so when I think about things like uh dental hygiene what? and checkups and all that stuff, listen, bro, uh that, that <laughs> okay, may or may not you. happen. I got you. Right? Uh yeah, you don't have you know, as long as you brush your teeth and your mouth is clean and it's good, you don't have to worry about anything. And, you know, occasionally my mother, I don't know why, but she would occasionally take mm-hmm. us to the Looking dentist. Looking out for you. Okay. And it, yeah, and the funny thing about going to the dentist is <laughs> they don't check like your mama check. <laughs> they don't check your teeth. <laughs> Bro, listen, they don't do that same little, okay, your breath smells good. No, 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 no. They got x-rays and scans mm-hmm. and they got all these different things, right? And, and so what ended up happening was I developed a pattern um, in life of only going to the dentist when your teeth hurt, when, when I hurt. absolutely had to, right? And that's, <laughs> listen, and I, this is the truth. This is the Welcome to the Builder for Us podcast. So much so that when I was up into my mid-30s, you know, I was still trying to practice that habit, right? So, you know, there's people right now listening. <laughs> you haven't been to the dentist in three years. I'm going to tell you. Go ahead and do it. It's important. Go ahead and make that trip, right? And so what, what happened is I, you know, I started making occasional trips. and But every time I would go, same old situation. They would give me an x-ray. They would look at my teeth. And then the dental assistant would say, Oh wow, you have so much buildup from not coming to the dentist for X amount of years, right? Because you can't lie to the dentist. I don't care what you say. They know you're not they know. going to they be know. able to lie to the dentist. Bro, they I know floss every day. I floss five times a they day. They know oh, you have the not they been know. in the dentist's office, right? You lying. You lying. No, 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 They know you haven't been there. So but I started getting deep cleanings. And I don't know if you've ever had a deep cleaning. Deep cleaning is essentially when they have to numb your gums um, and they have to, you know, give you all kinds of scrapings on your teeth and just a whole night. And man, I just I kept thinking, like, wow, when I leave from this experience, I'm so traumatized that I, I don't necessarily want to come back. And so what it did for me, JP, for a couple of years was. Instead of taking in as that regular checkup, I would do my own assessment and say, oh, man, do my teeth hurt? <laughs> and listen, because my teeth didn't hurt, I thought, man, I was doing all right. But, but what it led to, you know, eventually was every time I was seeing the dentist, mm-hmm. it was reactive and not proactive. And, and and I realized, you know, at a certain point, and, and now I'm like at the dentist. Now, listen, JP, I'm at the dentist. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, about four times a year, four to five times a year. Uh, my dental hygienist knows me. She's like, 
How's your books? How's it? Bro, listen, she has full <laughs> out conversation. She's probably listening to this podcast right now. I won't yeah. give her name away. She's probably listening to this podcast right now. But what I realized was I wasn't taking CEO initiative. I was essentially just hoping that, you know, things would just work themselves out. And then I would be in a place where things would just be better. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. So, JP, how do you see, you know, even just in culture, as we talk about becoming the CEO of your life, how do you see us not taking initiative as a culture? So, yeah, what are some ways you see us not taking CEO initiative? Mm. So I heard this quote the other day, and it said, um, you don't have to name drop when your name means something. And hmm. it's, it goes along the lines of the clout chasing. It goes along the lines of watching people's Insta stories. It, it goes along the lines of Facebook stalking people. What I'm seeing when, when people aren't taking initiative is that, you know, they live vicariously through others. Um, they live vicariously through tweets. Um, they live vicariously behind key, keyboards and avatars. And they do these things so that they can either try to poke holes in other people's lives or take jabs at people or to, you know, uh, pretend as if their life isn't so bad when they look at other people's lives or get jealous and have the comparison thing come in mm. when they look at other people's lives. And so with Life CEO, if, if you are building your brand, if you are building yourself up, if you're taking initiative, um, you're, you don't have time to to spend a lot of time being worried about what everybody else is doing, right? To be checking in on the socials, to be, um, you know, just just flooding people's timelines, arguing with bots. Like, why are you? Hey, that's a, that's not even a real person you're arguing with, but you just got time. But before I digress and be bad cop, it's really just about. I know I, so I, I get I get digress. I get excited, ahead, man. I get worked ahead. up. Um, but I'm I'm checking myself, self check. So that's a, another life CEO, self-check. You know, I don't always have to I don't always have to go into tennis, man. I don't always have to be the bad guy. I don't always have to make people sad. I can bring joy. Um, so with life CEO, man, what, what I'm seeing in culture is just like, again, again, with the initiative and, and really worrying about you and really making sure you're building yourself up. When you're building yourself up, when you're building your brand, when you move in a direction that, that best suits you and helps you grow, you don't have time for shenanigans. You don't have time to be involved in other people's business. You can keep your business, you know, you can mind your own business, right? You can live a life to where you're you're building a legacy for yourself. You're building your your castle on solid ground. Um and 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 it'll be a long lasting thing. And when you are making sure that your name is up so that you don't have to, you know, ride the coattails of someone else or ride somebody else's fame or be a professional sidekick like I once was, um, you will do things and you will make moves in such a way where you are setting yourself up for 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 success and not failure. So that means you'll clean your room when you need to clean your room. You don't have to leave it up to your girlfriend, right? Oh, um, it means that. That's what we're no, doing. 
We're going to do that? <laughs> but that was past tense, bro. It was, a, it was an example you used, and we talking about past tense. You're so sensitive, okay, bro. As long as it's all free for all. Hey, listen, JP, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it as long as I can laugh at your pain. Hey, listen, you you've been doing it. You don't need my permission. You're good at it, no, bro. Keep, keep it no, up. no, 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 no. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. As long Man. as I, let's, let me finish. You said as long as your girlfriend clean your room. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what, if that's what I said, but if you say so, um, you don't have to wait for other people to clean your room. You clean your room yourself. You don't have to um Wait until somebody points out to you like, hey, you got low goals for yourself. You have low standards. Um, You don't set the bar high enough for yourself. You don't push yourself enough. Like these are the things that you have to do for yourself in order to be life CEO, in order to take charge. There comes a point in time where you have to be about the business of bettering the situation for you, waiting for somebody to change it for you, waiting for somebody to clean up after you, waiting for somebody to uh, uh, pick up your mess and put your life back together. Always having a what was me story, always having uh, a pity party, man. That stuff don't work, man. When you're the boss, when you're the CEO, people are counting on you to be great. Wow. People are counting on you to make moves. People are counting on you to make decisions. And these are the things you have to do, man. It's 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 not again, as I say it all the time, this ain't passive. This is an active thing. In order to be life CEO, you have to go and get it. You got to go and get it. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, even as I think about what's what keeps our culture from being CEO. I think what keeps us, it's funny, the thing that that is beneficial to us that we've never had before, Mm -hmm. um, but is the greatest hindrance, is information. There was a point in time where if you wanted certain information, bro, you had to go dig for it. You had to go sit in a library. You know, you had to have a librarian, catalog card. Like, there was a lot of work to get information. And to know your stuff. Right. And now everything is a finger touch away, right? And so we know about trauma and we know about, you know, wounds and we know about injustice and we know about inconsistencies and we know about all these different things and we know about illnesses, BPD, and um, we know about, you know, all these things that would create yeah. really some ways a scapegoat, right? That now we know about social injustice and it's concrete and there's nothing you can do to deny it or or racism or sexism or gender inequality. And I think what what it what it's doing for us is it's enabling a lot of passivity and it's enabling in a lot of ways the idea that because you can expound on something that is true and that is potentially deplorable, you don't have any responsibility. That is somebody else's fault. And what I see in terms of the culture of these things, and I tell my kids this all the time, you know, your parents, in a lot of ways, we are, we're going to do the best we can, right? We're by no means, um, you know, the best parents, right? So let's just dispel it right now. If y'all ever grow up, you hear my, my kids grow up, <laughs> we, already knew that. That we didn't have the best parents, uh-huh. be like, your dad said that on a Build a Better's podcast. We already knew that. Like, we already knew that, right? But we are doing the best we can with what we understand in the moment. And I think what, what's, what I see happening is, you know, because we hear about spiritual abuse and we hear about inequality and all the different things, instead of it making us more courageous to pursue our passions and goals with an awareness of the obstacles, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. use it as an excuse as to not to try. 
And we allow that thing to deflate our energy as we go to pursue those things. And so what I would say is even for the people who have these desires to, you know, work in Hollywood or to, you know, um, change policy or um, people who desire to be someone great in the world or be something phenomenal in their field, what I see as our greatest obstacle is we don't want to work for that thing. We'll find an excuse and we'll latch on. So listen, you know that, you know, your parents, yeah, they did have a rough go at it and maybe they weren't the best financial stewards, but that's not an excuse for you at 32 to not be in a position to where you're at least attempting to do something different. We know that, you know, racism exists and we can definitely tell you that, especially, you know, as much as we are informed in it, but that's not enough for you to not go after the thing that you desire to do, you know, in the the diverse field of discipline, right? We know that, you know, people are biased against looks and weight and height, but that's not a good enough reason for you to not pursue that thing. Like, I think the reason why people have trouble being a CEO and sacrifice is because what they find is it's not as easy as they said. Mm. That now it takes way more than Twitter fingers and way more than debating with someone online to show progress. And I'm saying this, that is the essence of becoming a CEO, that you are much more involved in the outcomes of your life and you're less of a of an observer. And I, I'll give an example of what I mean. So I asked someone, I said, how are you doing? Okay, it's a standard answer. I'm cool, just making it. And I said, hmm, okay, you're cool, just making it. Do you want to do more? Absolutely. I said, well, it sounds like to me, you need to take control of your life. If you think that one area of your life, mind, body, soul, is just cool in making it, don't tell me that. If you want more, that means you need to begin to reinform yourself, reassert habits in your life, restructure relationships in your life. You are the CEO, and right now you're doing a poor job. And this is the reason why you becoming the CEO or the GOAT, greatest of all time, shout out to John A. Parker for the acronym, right? The reason why it is, it's it's not that the totality of all responsibility starts with you, but the initiative and the drive has to live with you. And what I would say to those of us who are listening is this, you have to stop making excuses. If you want to be an entertainer, start putting out YouTube videos. If you want to have a hit podcast, record your first episode. If you want to you know, do that movie, start putting in casting calls. You have to put in the work and you cannot allow the excuses of my mama wasn't there. I'm of this background. I'm of this ethnic. Like, okay, that's a sober thing that you need to address. But that has to be something that you use along the journey to endure, not as an excuse to quit. JP, what do you hear me saying? What do you think about just this idea of passing a buck 
of being a life CEO and how are you seeing people in some ways pass the buck to someone else when it really boils down to them becoming the CEO? Man, it, it's you said it beautifully, bro. So what I heard from what you said was this. There are people that are waiting for their big break and there's people that go make their break happen, right? There's people that wait for someone to give them that, to see them waiting a table in Hollywood and say, man, your face is so beautiful. Come be in my movie. And then there's the person that's going to every single open casting call that exists, exactly right? right? You hear the stories about like Dwayne, the rock Johnson finding a mattress behind a dumpster and sleeping on that mattress until he, you know what I'm saying? Until he had his big break. And you hear all these stories that, that really stand out from the people who were like overnight sensations that pop up and they fizzle out versus the people that put in the work they grind, they grind, they grind, and then they finally get that break and they ride that thing and they milk it. Kevin Hart is a perfect example. Ooh, when he finally broke, bro, when he go ahead, no, no, bro, use it. No, no, this is a good example. Go ahead. I'm just saying, when he finally broke, bro, like he was all in. Like he had put in the work, he put in the time, he made a bad movie or two, whatever he did, whatever, so whatever, whatever. No excuses. Horrible. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, but he making it go wild. Right now. now, you know what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Even if he's played the same character in seven movies, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's 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 quite all right because them checks keep coming and they keep get, they keep they keep hiring him. Wow, you know what I'm saying. So it's just one of those things where you hear the people. I'm just waiting for my big break. I'm waiting for my chance. I'm waiting for my opportunity. Like nah, bro. Like like there is a big difference in the lives of the people that wait for the break and those that go and get it. Um, and I think you just said it, you said it well, man. We we can't be in a pl- position in a place where Everything that's happened to us is an excuse. Daddy gone, this happened, blah, 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 blah. I uh, grew up in the hood and see my friend. Like all that. Yeah, that's cool. Like I hear that. Cool story, bro, as they say. And it's sad and it's not cool. Get you a life coach, get you a therapist, sit on somebody's couch, work that out. But that can't be what you're anchored on. That that can't be what you, the the tree you plant yourself next to. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to move on past that and you have to grow past that. And if you don't do that, man, it's just, you're you going to watch, you gonna watch everybody else climb that ladder. Uh, why are you still trying to figure out who's going to give you a ladder? That's exactly right. Yeah, you know what's what's hard about it, man, is I think that in a lot of ways, we are waiting for somebody to do it. We're waiting for somebody to clean our room. And that's the hardest thing to say to someone is, there's nobody coming to clean your room. Yeah, You have to decide, yo, I got to go get it. Hey, if you hate your job, listen, start planning your career. If you mm-hmm. don't like your faith institution, hey, start looking for another place to worship. If you struggle yeah. with yeah. your friendships, you don't think your friendships are moving you forward towards purpose, start building relationships. Listen, it's going to cost you to grow. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to mm-hmm. mainly cost you, JP, is comfort, bro. Look, man, I like the same things, bro. I grew up going to the same restaurants, eating the same meals, doing the same thing. And you know what it always got me? Same results. The exact same results. Yep. And this is the problem with everybody listening that's saying, oh, I agree, this is so funny. No, 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 no. Do you want different or not? And if you want different, you have to be around different. I'll give you a case in point. I was thinking about this the other day. I was going through my phone log and because I, you know, I shared like, man, my um, your phone log is an indication of who you're becoming. And I'm looking through my phone log and I'm seeing, you know, Johnny Parker, um, 
I'm seeing real estate, um, commercial real estate developers. I'm seeing, you know, nominated artists. I'm seeing business people. I'm seeing, like, bro, I'm, like, looking at this. I'm seeing, like, entrepreneurs, all these different things, right? And I thought, wow, what is this? The people around me will not allow me to be mediocre, Mm. right? They're Mm -hmm. running so fast, being who they are, that I can't come in as a consumer. I have to come in as a fellow producer who's now thinking along the same wavelength. And here's what I would say. It's just as important to change your habits as it is to evaluate your friendships, right? Think about it, bro. Yes, yes, yes. When your friends are always busy, I'm not saying they don't have time for you. I'm saying when they got things going on, bro, listen, that's a sign that they're producing. That's a sign that they're taking CEO initiative. That's a sign that that causes you to say, Dak, I need to evaluate and step it up. If the people that you talk to most don't cause you to go, man, I need to step it up. I need to put, and listen, I don't mean in a com, in a comparative way. So listen, don't hear me saying competitively, you know, and envying somebody else's life. I'm not saying that because if you envy their life, you also have to take on their burdens. I just mean in the sober sense of I aspire to these things. If those people are not causing you to do it, how else do you think you're going to reach your goal? So here's another thing. If you're out of shape, and you know you need to get fit, bro, do not be with people who can't wait to eat the triple meat cheeseburger. <laughs> right. JP, right. that's incompatible. Right. I'm with you. If you need to get fit and get into shape, why would you be friends with the person who loves the triple meat bacon cheeseburger with... <laughs> and listen, that's no shade. Yeah, yeah. I know people who love the triple meat bacon cheeseburger. But listen, if you're trying to get fit, that's not the type of friendships of influence you need in your life. And so one of the application points is not only do we need to evaluate our habits, we need to evaluate the relationships that inform our values. Mm -hmm. And if the people Mm -hmm. that you're talking to or in communicating with in the books you're reading are not helping give you the perspective of where you desire to go, you need to make some abrupt changes, even if it feels uncomfortable. JP, what are some other practical things you would say um, in order to get us to CEO status of our own lives? Taking careful steps to plan your direction. Um, okay. And I said uh, that kind of slow because, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I just want to make it clear. This is this is a GOAT moment. So I just want to make it clear. Yeah. To our audience that we about to go into the goat moment. Go ahead, go ahead. Teach us yeah. how to be the goat, Jimmy. Go ahead. When you think it through the lens of the greatest of all time, um, you read notes, you read books, you see the memoirs of people, and the people that that are very meticulous about their planning, about their direction, as you said, who they're around, who they're growing from, what books they're reading, how they evaluate and reevaluate what was successful, what worked, what didn't work, who don't just fly by night, who don't just fly by the seat of their pants, who don't just throw a a dart at the board and say, we'll see how it works. Those are the people that have the most success. 
mm-hmm. when you're just out here. I mean, there's there's a point in time where you just try stuff. Like when you're trying to say you're trying to launch a product and you just need some 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 feedback on things and you make a, a demo product or you, you know, you have something that you just put out there to see what, what the interest is, that's one thing. But when you're living your life like that, when you just hey, I'm just how does this work? See how this fits. Let's try this, let's try that with no direction. Um, it's it's not a good look. Um, and when you, when you're, when you're on that goat trail, when you're on that goat path, when you're, when you're looking to be the greatest of all time, you are taking control of the things that you consume, uh, the things that you produce, the things that you allow to come into your, to your spirit, um, the things that you, you watch, the things that you listen to, the things that you read, the people that you hang around. It's important, bro. It's important. Go ahead. Say it again. Say say it again slowly though. Say it again. Yes. Yes. You must be mindful and watch the things that you intake. Whether it's physical, like you mentioned before, the nutrition piece, whether it's the people you hang around with, the things that you read, the things that you watch, what you listen to, um, the things you allow your spirit to believe and intake, um, the way you affirm yourself, the affirmations that you speak. You have to be very intentional about those things. Um, you, You cannot be a passenger. You cannot just let these things come to you. You cannot just wait for someone to give you that chance. Um, someone to give you your big break, someone to set up that interview for you, someone to write the resume for you, someone to put the cover letter t- together for you. You have to go and do these things. And as BJ mentioned before, if you do not know how to do these things, hit the Googles. Go to someone that's done it before. Hit that LinkedIn and see like, hey, who can you talk to that, that's already done what you're trying to do or that's currently trying to do what you're trying to do or whatever that looks like so that you can get that information, so you can get that game on how to proceed. What it boils down to is, man, you 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 have to... You just can't be a passerby. I mean, I feel like I could say the same thing in, in, in different forms, but hopefully I've said it succinctly enough already. But man, it's it's it it really boils down to are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to change your lifestyle and make adjustments? Are you willing to push back from the table? Are you willing to change your diet? Are you willing to eat better? Are you willing to get more sleep? Are you willing to sometimes lose sleep because you need to work on something and get it done and not come back to it later? Because usually when you don't come, when you say you're gonna come back to it later, do you ever come back to it? Probably not. No, um, most time. Right. So it's yeah. it's it's about initiative. It's about to. It's about you know um, and making moves. It's it's about not waiting for someone to clean your room for you. It's about it's about you being CEO, bro. You being the goat. No, that's good. Yeah, I love that you mentioned. It's what you read. It's what you speak. It's what you say to yourself. And um, I came from a crowd that didn't believe that. That's foolishness. That don't matter. Now listen, a lot of them taking life <laughs> life ills right now. Bro. Right now. Um, they need some self-development and they don't have it because they don't realize what they read, what they see, and even the way they discipline themselves really has a bearing on who they are and how far they'll go. And so if someone's listening and saying, man, I'm hearing you, I think this is great and I need to become the CEO. And there's so much more we can say on becoming a life CEO. I think I just realized that as we covered this area, and I'm like, wow, it's so much to say about becoming your life, your own life CEO. JP, where can people go just to even begin to work personally through becoming their own life CEO so that the, a lot of the things that on their heart can become accomplished? Yeah, man, you can head over to buildabetterus.com. It's a wonderful website full of resources. Um, there's a top bar at the top. There's something that says get involved. If you hover over that, there's a drop down menu that says coaching. Click on coaching and there you will find someone who is able to help you get to that next level to help you think through and sort through decisions to help you become that life CEO. 
Good, good. Yet yeah, initial consultation is free, so there's no risk involved. And make sure uh, if this podcast is helpful to you, uh, would you please share it with a friend? Talk about it. Leave us a review. We'll also, if you tag us at BJ116 and at CJunroar, uh, we'll leave you a special little code. Uh, and that way you can get some merch. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you know what I'm like talking about. Generous. And talking about get you some merch mm-hmm. around here. Um, because our job is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.